Hi, welcome to This Is Your Book Club podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. Welcome back. It's time to talk about what we've been reading. I'm so excited. All the things on our shelves lately. And I'm ready. I'm so ready. But before we do that, I did want to touch on, I have not like updated everyone. I know you're anxiously awaiting to hear my thoughts on You Had Me At Ola. Oh, your quiz book yes. from Valentine's, t- Valentine's Day? Yes. Is that the one? It okay. was. And I was, I totally read it fast and I read it that week, but then I just forgot I'm to talk about it. still on the waiting list for it. I haven't gotten it yet. What? Did everyone take the I, quiz and put it on hold? Like it must have because I put it on hold because I retook the quiz when we got home because whatever it gave me, I'd already read. Yes. Anxious right? people. Anxious people. Yes. Yes. So I put it on hold and I'm still, oh, look, it just popped up today. <gasps> ready to borrow. Is it you had me at Ola or did you get a different one? Oh, what is this? No, it's supposed to be. This one's called Friday I'm in Love. What was I thinking? Never mind. That's a different book. That's a different book. Because I'm like, that's a different cover than my Maybe had me I'm at Ola. Maybe I'm still on holds for you had me at Ola. Let me see. Let me see if I put. Am I Maybe making Maybe you didn't put up? it on hold. But we did the two quizzes. Maybe this is like. We did two quizzes, remember? And maybe the other quiz gave you that maybe. one that we and had maybe the same. I just assumed, look, it gave me the same thing as you. Because this is the first quiz, and the second quiz was that one. So you got a different book. Okay. Okay, so you got well, a different, a different book, book than book. me. Okay, so it just came available today. I'll be reading Friday I'm in Love. I love it. So. Well, I had, you had me at Ola. And it actually was a great book. Was it? It's like... It's kind of like a telenovela in, well, kind of. It's very dramatic. It's that uh, Latin culture. Mm-hmm. And there's like an actor who has been in telenovela and he wants to now move on to movies, like American movies. And so in the meantime, they're doing like a short sitcom. Okay. And his co-star is a woman who's kind of been playing – you know, a a second place role. But in this, she'll be the main person. And she it's like a okay. powerful woman, and she's trying to become a strong woman who doesn't need a man. But in her real life, she always needs a man. And so it's like, how does she rectify? It actually was a great story. Oh, good. I'll tell you one thing I could do without. Okay. The sex scenes. <laughs> There were a lot of those. You've had a lot of romance lately in your books. And I don't mind like a a little little bit, bit, but like these ones in in particular, in you had me at Ola, were were really explicit. Okay, I will say, and it was, and for me, it's a it's a genre that I don't love. Mm -hmm. I I love the story part because some of these stories are so genuinely good, right? And I would say this that about this story, it was really it a, was a great story. story. It was well written. I just don't like those. I don't want it. You don't need to know the ins and out, literally, of- literally, <laughs> like the details of right. it, like all the nitty gritty. I really, really don't. So to me, I just it really bugs me. Yeah, I'm kind of getting tired of it now. Like for a while, it was like, oh, there's some I can skip, and now I'm just like, stop it. Yeah. Just keep with your really good story. It's a really good story. story. Yeah. I don't know why we feel the need to throw that stuff in to 
Yeah. I don't know. Maybe there's, it is necessary. I don't know. But for me, it's not. It's not for you. So that's my only downside. Otherwise, it's a, I gave it three stars because I loved the story. I yeah. just hate the explicit sex scenes. All this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that was me. Anyway, I wanted to talk about that. I'm glad you circled back around and let us know about I that. I know. And I'm curious what other, like other people's thoughts. Like maybe I'm just out in left field and that's okay. Um, but I do, I think that we saw on Instagram, I saw a couple people comment that they also got that book Mm -hmm. and I'd love to hear from you guys. If you, if you got to it, if you've read it yet, Mm -hmm. what your thoughts were, but Jamie, yes. Now I want to know, do you have a fun fact? I sure do. Our author, Jojo Moyes, which I'm super excited that we chose this book because I love Jojo Moyes. Love her. Don't really know anything about her. I just love her books. Yeah. So her real name is Pauline Sarah Jo Moyes. What? So our Miss Jojo Moyes is Pauline Sarah Jo Moyes. And she's an English journalist. She lives on a farm in England with her husband and three children. She is one of only a few authors to have twice won the Romantic Novel of the Year Award that's really? given by the Romantic Novelists Association. Oh, that's cool. Didn't even know there was a Romantic Novelists and Association. if I recall, like, she doesn't give explicit details in her romance. And she yeah, can still win the but award. But it's a real strong romantic storyline. Yeah. But you're right. You're you right. You don't need it, people. Yeah. Sorry. Just wanted to point that out. Her works have been translated into 28 languages and over... 40 million copies sold worldwide. Wow. So um, I thought this was really fun, though. Before she attended university, she had several jobs. She was a typist at a company where she typed statements in Braille. Wow. For blind people. That's cool. Isn't that cool? Um, I've always wanted to learn Braille. It would be hard. That would be so cool. Very it would hard. be very cool, but it would be like that is amazing that people do that. When I did my student teaching, there was a girl in the class. Um, I did my student teaching in third grade, and she was her and her sister had some um condition that over time they would lose their eyesight. She still had some, but it would go eventually. And so her and her sister both had occupational therapists that would come in and was teaching them Braille and how to type in Braille. So she had a Braille typewriter and she would practice typing her name and she had typed everybody's names in the classroom. And so it was super fun just to see, like be a part of seeing her learn it and her advance in it. And I wished I, I wish I had the opportunity or put myself out there enough to learn that because I think it would be really cool. That is really cool. Anyway, so she did that. She was also a brochure, a brochure writer um, for a mini cab controller. Oh, no, a brochure writer and a mini cab controller for a brief time. Wow. A mini cab controller. What is that? What is that? Is that like, like a British thing? Yeah, it must be. I want to look a little a into mini that. Cab? It is British, a car that is used as a taxi, but that must be ordered in advance because it is not licensed to pick up passengers who hail it in the street. So you order and schedule it. And she was, so I'm assuming a minicab controller meant she was a driver of a I would minicab, assume. Or she, or she organized it. Or she it. organized it. One of the two. Anyway. That's cool. So fun little bits of Jojo and we'll talk more about her in the upcoming weeks. But for now, 
Yes. There's okay. a good start on a her. Mid, a minicab controller is like a dispatching worker. Okay. So she dispatches the cars when they are when ordered. ordered. She sends them where they're supposed to go. That there would kind of be fun. Yeah. It reminds me of the video games. Do you remember the video game on the phones when they first came out where you it would have a train and the tracks would move and they'd come from both sides of the screen and you'd have to like move them, move around. them around so nobody crashed? Yes. Do you remember that game? I totally remember oh that game. That, anyway, so I like fun. being the vehicle controller on that game. So maybe that would be a fun job. Anyway. Cool. I love these fun facts. Thank me you, too. Jojo. Hmm. Sarah, Jojo. Pauline, Sarah, Joe. Pauline, Sarah, Joe. We have the same name. Look at that. See, she's special. She gets a lot of choices. I wish I had more names so that I had a choice in what people You're called like, me. I would like to know to be known by I'm going to go by my middle name, name this yeah, year. I don't, even I don't have, have a middle, middle name. name. Yeah. I didn't We're know that, in that about club. you. Yeah. We are no middle namers. I always wanted one. I would me like too. make them up. My mom. And, oh, I think I, think I hurt my mom's this. feelings one time. What did you like, make up as your middle name? Remind me. Marie. Marie. I made mine up Leanne. Oh, that's pretty. Jamie Leanne. That's pretty. Sarah Marie. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I love it. Children of the 80s. <laughs> I remember like signing it and yeah. everything. Yeah. I love it. And I just told people, I mean, this was like in fifth or sixth grade. I just, there were two Leanne's in my grade. And so I was like, I like that name. And there's yes. two of them. Guess what? My middle name is Leanne. Oh, that's just is a liar. Funny. I was a liar. I never <laughs> did tell people that, but I would sign it. So maybe they thought it. So that, yeah. Did you sign Marie with a heart above the eye? Oh my gosh. No, I don't I remember doing picked, that. I wanted to be able, because Jamie typically has an eye in it, but mine does not. And so I always wanted an eye so I could heart it. That would be so fun. So I should have picked a middle name that had an eye so I, I could heart it. I had an eye in my last name. So you could heart I that. I could have, but I didn't. I, I'm not creative. No eyes for me. Mm. Always just wanted to heart it. Oh, well. Okay. okay. What's on your shelf, Sarah? So many. All right. Um, the first book I'll talk about today is called Beyond the Wand, The Magic and Mayhem of Growing Up a Wizard by Tom Felton. Now, Tom Felton plays... Um, I just lost his name. Malfoy. Oh. In Harry Potter. Draco Malfoy. Draco Malfoy. He is legendary, in He's my opinion. Like the number one person to dislike. Yes. And this is a memoir. He wrote okay. his memoir. He talks about like his early life. He's the youngest of four. And he was like quite a bit younger than his his siblings. And his siblings are all boys. So he's just okay. got all these rough and tumble boys. He said they keep him down to earth. Okay. And he started acting at a very young age. And so he's been in, he had been in commercials and different things. Uh-huh. You know, he's in a movie and things before he got the Harry Potter role. But, um, he then talks, and he talks a little bit about that, and then his experience in Harry Potter. And I love Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. I love the Harry Potter world. I like the movies, I like the books, all of it. And I found it so wonderful. I loved his stories of being on wow. set. I loved his stories of how interacting with fans. Yeah. And how some of them are crazy. And like, he had one lady come up to him one day and be like, can't you just be nice to Harry? Just let him live his life. <laughs> he was like, he really is okay. Draco. Yeah, like, I'm okay. He's like, I learned early on that it wasn't worth trying to 
separate with them or try to let them know no, that's it not was me. just you like just i'll like, try to be nicer yeah it was just like not worth his time and yeah and just different experiences that he had and the good that they could do with this mm-hmm. platform of harry potter and the the charities that they worked with and and then his life after harry potter you know like yeah. what a change it was and how to find his place because it was it was such a long amount of time that he was involved in these movies. Right, right. And then to have to step out of it. He grew up out making the, those movies pretty much. Yeah. And he talks about the other characters and the kind of people that they are in real life. It was fascinating. I oh. loved it so much. I gave it four stars. I'd highly recommend it if you're a Harry Potter fan. You yeah. may not care if you're not. Right. <laughs> but if you are, it was it, really well done. And honestly... The Harry Potter stuff is a good chunk. I'd say maybe half of the book has to do with Harry Potter stuff, but it's mostly behind it's the like scenes the, stuff yeah. and his life. That's the fun. So it's stuff really to more making movies and yeah. being a child actor. Um, so even if you're not, there's a lot of good in this book. Yeah, it was. It's really good, cool. and it made me go. It's one of those books where I finished and I was like, "Where is Tom Felton now?" And I'm reading about him and what he's been doing and what he's been up to with movies and things. It was so good. Anyway. Awesome. Yep, Beyond the Wand by Tom Felton. That sounds fascinating. Um, okay, my first book today is Demon Copperhead by Barbara Kingsolver. Uh, and I really like Barbara Kingsolver. I've read a lot of her books, or many of her books. I shouldn't say a lot. Many of her books. And this one did not disappoint. It's it's a hard read because of the content but very well done. Like what is the main theme? So it is, it's kind of based loosely. It's like a retelling of um, Charles Dickens. What is that? Copperfield, David Copperfield, Uh uh which I really haven't read, but I know the basics of, of the story. Okay. Um, Of just, how you come from a hard situation and what you do and make your life out of. So it's this story of this, this kid, his name is demon Copperhead and his first name really is demon, but he is Copperhead comes from the color of his hair. It's copper colored. And so he is born in the mountains of Southern Appalachia, Appalachia, right? Is that how we say it? Uh Appalachia. And he was born to a single mother, teenage mother who lived in a double wide trailer um dad was had passed away and he's never really told the whole story just that his dad um was dead and he it kind of gives i want to call it and i don't know if other people would agree but i want to say this is like historical fiction okay because it really shows what was going on in this era Mm-hmm. And the crisis that's going on. I've read a couple books about the crisis in this area and um, low income, low education, poverty. And this is exactly what he is born right in all of this. And his, his, he goes in and out of foster care. And there is the, um, opioid epidemic going on in the background of this. So, which was so interesting, especially after reading all about the Sackler family in Empire of Pain this year, now seeing like 
he lives in the county where they really targeted targeted him. that county for its low income and low like people were lining up in parking lots for their prescriptions for their painkillers he said the lines were so long everybody he didn't have any friends that weren't taking wow. medication and so That's it's devastating not i mean it's foster care it's low income it's teenage single parenthood it's addiction and it's just his story growing up through all of it it's and really what you do and what the experience is and these kids teenagers in high school dealing with all of this friends dying parents dying just seeing it right and left this epidemic and how sad, but how it was like com- so common to them. It's just a part of their it, everyday yeah, life. They're like, yeah, everyone's doing this. Everyone's taking these medications. Everyone's smoking pot. Everyone's like the patches, the pills that you suck the coating off of. Just really, after reading Empire of Pain, this book is what happened because of that. Wow. And it was heart-wrenching it's you know the glimmers of hope and how you come out of that and what you do and it was it was excellent i gave it four stars wow demon copperhead by barbara kingsolver that sounds really good it was a good one long is a really long one but it was really good wow very interesting awesome okay um the next one i'm gonna talk about is called finding heather by Allison Ragsdale. Okay. Um, Another one I haven't heard of. This is one that, honestly, I got on a deal for... Um, BookBub? No. No? Yes, it was BookBub because I listened to it on Audible. Okay. So I listened to this on Audible, so it means I got it on sale. I don't buy anything if it's not, if on, it's not sale. on sale. it's not on sale. So it's one of those. It's not, a, it's not at our library. Okay. Which is why I purchased it. But um, this is the story of a newly widowed woman. She has twin children who are seven years old. Mm -hmm. And her husband had some sort of like a, an aneurysm Mm -hmm. and he died surprisingly and quickly, like overnight he's gone. And they're in the aftermath of that. So we're, you know, almost a year down the road, maybe like, six, nine months down the road and she's trying to figure out what to do. She's kind of floundering Mm -hmm. her son. It's boy, girl twins. And her son is just not doing well at school. He is turning inward and he's lashing out physically and she's just making it blindly through each day. Mm -hmm. Right. As you might imagine. And she decides that they need a big change. And so they're going to move home to live with her family in Scotland on a small island. Her mother owns a B&B and her, her brother is there with like a sheep farm mm-hmm. and they're going to go home. And so it's the story of Amazing. them moving home and starting new and the challenges that that creates and the peace that it can bring. And it's a really heartwarming story. It's really well done. I loved just the very calm story of heartbreak and healing yeah, and just the love of family and community. I, I really enjoyed it. I gave it four stars. 
Nice. Yeah. Like, I don't oh, want to, like, there's little, like, bumps along the way, as you would imagine. Right. But just but a there, fun It was just a really good, like, easy, calm read. And I read it after one that I will talk about next. And so I needed... Perfect. It's just, just what, what I needed. needed in between. Yes. It was just the perfect, peaceful, calm, like, give my brain some love yeah. book. Sometimes you need them. Absolutely. And this is a really good one for that. Yeah. It's called Finding Heather by Allison Ragsdale. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. My next one is A Slow Fire Burning by Paula Hawkins. Paula Hawkins wrote The Girl on the Train, just for reference. I have this on hold. Do you have it on hold? I am okay. very excited about it's it. It's really good. I loved The Girl on the Train. I loved the movie as well. Mm-hmm. This one is... It was good. I think I liked The Girl on the Train a little bit more. Okay. But this was still really good. I gave it four stars. The premise of the story is there is a murder, and this there's a young man that has found murdered or found dead in a houseboat. And the neighbor finds the dead man in the houseboat and calls the police. And there's all these different characters in this book. This murder could have taken place by any number of them. And what I found really interesting about this book is one of the characters is an author and wrote books. And so that's weaved into it. He writes crime novels. And here we have this crime. But then there's another character who... I. Anyway, I don't even know how to explain it, so I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm going to let you read it. But what was interesting about this and how, like, the whodunit, it's not written in, like, time sequentialness. Like, it jumps here and there oh. and character and does this one interact with this one and where in time did this story take place? It's quite choppy. Okay. But on purpose, I believe. Okay. And it because of that, my brain had to think so hard. Yeah. Which I loved in yeah. this sense. Sometimes I'm like, ah, I can't keep track of it all. And there were times when I was like, wait, who is that? And what time period are we in now? And where? Who? But it was really good. It's going to keep your brain questioning the whole time. That's awesome. Who could have done this and why? It was really good. I really liked it. I gave it four stars. A Slow Ooh. Fire Burning by Paula Hawkins. I'm excited for it to be yes. available now. Gonna, I can't wait to hear what you think. I'm super excited. Okay. Um, okay. The last book I'm going to talk about today is Behind Closed Doors by B.A. Paris. This book came recommended by multiple people. Like, this is a beloved book. It has, like, four stars by over 474,000 ratings. Like, that's an incredible amount of people who have rated this book. I've read this book. um, And I like B.A. Paris. Is that it? Yes. I've read a a number of their, them. I don't know if it's a he or she. B.A. It's a woman. A woman. I've read a number of her books. Yes, she's written a lot of books. And as I'm looking, I haven't read any others. Okay, I'm going to have to look up and see which ones I other ones I've read. But what did you think of this one? Tell us about it. Okay, so this book is the story of a couple who is Mm -hmm. married. 
um, you kind of are jumping to from right between present time and then their like courtship. Mm-hmm. And so you're just following back and forth. Um, you learn pretty quickly in their marriage that it's dysfunctional. Okay. And he's controlling. Mm-hmm. He doesn't allow her very many luxuries like a cell phone or a dresser. He's controlling her in, in very, very restricted, right? Like she has her own bedroom that maybe just has a bed. She is not. She, um, I like don't know how much to give away because I can't remember how quickly things develop. But I do think it develops okay. quite quickly. And you know that she's, it's a very controlling, unhealthy marriage. Something's going, yeah. Yeah. And then you're starting to see like, but then you are constantly questioning like, why in the world did she marry this man, right? But then mm-hmm. you learn. So then you're getting these glimpses of their courtship. And you can see, like, he's quite a charming man. And so, um, really, the whole book is her trying to escape this mm-hmm. marriage. And I would say from very early on, I felt really strong emotions, disturbing emotions mm-hmm. I felt about this book. Like, to the point where I'm like, I can't read this anymore. Like, this is making me feel awful. I It felt very real. And I was looking around at every person that I've ever interacted with going like, are you in a bad situation? Do you need help? I want to help every person. I don't want anyone to be stuck in this kind of situation. It was that horrific. It felt horrific. I'm not going to spoil how it ends for you. You'll have to read it. I gave it three three stars. Mm -hmm. Only gave it three stars because I hated it so much. And I didn't give it lower stars because it's very well written and it felt real. <laughs> so but I read it um, quite a while ago, so I don't remember all the details from it. But I gave it four stars. Because it's, um, it's cl- it is I a very really good it. psychological yeah. thriller. Like, if you love psychological thrillers, you will mm-hmm. love yeah. this book. Um, it is super well done. There, something about her is, I also wrote... Um, read The Breakdown and The Therapist that are both by her. Uh, I remember them. Yes. Like, you could oh, say it and I'd be like, oh yeah, I remember what happened in that book. Yep. So it stuck with me. She yep. does write really good. Yep. It felt incredibly real. Yeah. I was, I was so scared for this woman. I thought all the bad things were going to happen to her and bad things did happen. Mm-hmm. Um, even have like i wanted to slap all the people that she tried to get help from and that just kind of dismissed her Mm -hmm. feelings that made me heartbroken for her it really makes you wonder like we know a lot of people yes do we really what know what's going on in their homes exactly we know a lot of people surface level yes and so we like yeah we got to keep our eyes open and look for those things because i think there are more than we even imagine that are it was incredibly disturbing living not to this extreme right i you mean hope. this is an extreme yeah but <laughs> but all these pe- he was pulling the wool over a lot of people yes he was a very upstanding citizen yeah. in like the community i i hated it so much <laughs> and and it was so well done that's how much hey i think we've had this conversation about a different book like ladder to the sky or something is that what it is called? Yes. And I hated that book yes. so much, but I also had such an emotional reaction that that's, well, that's good right. writing. So right. If you, I feel the if same you want about to punch people in the face, let's go back I to that. I wanted to punch a lot of then people in the face. Then it was good writing. 
And right? I just wanted to hug her. She deserved yeah. a great big hug. Okay. Um, for my last book, I read a nonfiction to share with you. I have a nonfiction. Intuitive Eating, a Revolutionary Program That Works by Evelyn Triboli and Elise Resch. Please forgive me if I pronounce those incorrectly. I probably did. Um, this was a really good book. This just kind of reset my brain out of a lot of beliefs I've held growing up as a woman, um, being surrounded by other women that diet all the time. And not just like in my family, but just society. I'm not saying oh, in my yeah. household, but society is a general. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've yeah. tried all the diets out there. I've done a number of them and I, it starts out successful and then I fell and then I go on to the newest diet craze that's out there and it's doing great and then it's not. And then there's the next new thing out there. I've done them all. Totally. I've, you know, the no fat diet, the no carb diet, the cabbage soup diet. My grandma did that one when I was younger and I was like, I want to do that with you. And so you eat cabbage soup for so many days and then you add something else into it. You name it. I've tried it absolutely, or been exposed to it mm -hmm. or, you know, there's always, so this was just great. It has this, these two women that wrote this book have, uh, they're therapists. They have, um, a whole program, a whole, what am I trying to say? Clinic set up on this way of eating and they work predominantly with people with, eating disorders or who doctors have recommended them to them for weight management. But they're very big on saying this is not a diet. That's not our belief. That's not our theory. That's not what we believe that is going to cure the obesity in our country. That's what's caused the obesity in our country mm -hmm. is dieting. And so they bring up a lot of statistics of people who are more prone to dieting actually are more prone to being overweight. People who don't diet tend to not. And they talk about like when we um, diet, we immediately put our bodies and our brains into the mode of can't have it's restricted. And the mm -hmm. second we say something's restrictive, we want it even more. Oh yeah. And so we're more likely to binge. And so their whole belief is that we go back to the intuitive eating that our bodies were created on that as babies, we cried when we were hungry, we stopped eating when we were full and our bodies are really programmed that way. And as we grow up, we have gotten off the train, off the train tracks with it. And our bodies then, you know, out of scarcity or out of, um, excess of foods that we want, that that's how we go to eating. And even as parents, like forcing kids to eat, this is what we're having for dinner. You eat what's on your plate instead yeah. of allowing them to go with what their body says. Yeah. It says, I need this. And now it says I'm done and I'm full. So over the years, we, don't know when we're hungry and we don't know when we're full and we are yeah. pushing those limits on both ends. And their, interesting. their interesting. therapy practice is getting us back to trusting our bodies and listening to our bodies and that the success rate for actually 
maintaining a healthy body, which doesn't go along with a BMI. It doesn't go along with a weight, a certain weight. It's a healthy body. So Mm -hmm. we base that off of labs, our blood work and how we feel and how energized we are. A healthy body. I love that. Not a weight. I I really liked it. Um, it really has changed a lot of the ways I think about food. And so I highly recommend it. I gave it four stars. Intuitive eating. Awesome. Yeah. What a great list today. That was that was a fun list. I feel a little like bit of everything. Yes. Today. Like we take your pick. Over. What do you feel like today? Yeah. You got some good ones. Yay. Can't wait to hear what you're reading. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook. You can email us at this is your book club podcast at gmail.com. Please rate, subscribe, share with your friends. Thank you to Amphibious Zoo for our music. And we'll see you next time. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. And And this this is your book club. club.